Hello, everyone, and welcome to Joe's Tango Podcast, where we have fun and meaningful conversations with all kinds of tango professionals. I'm your host, Joe Yang. Thanks for tuning in and hope you're having a great day. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Have a look at our previous episodes. There have been a lot of great guests, and I'm sure you will find plenty of inspiration to help you move your tango forward. A lot of you come from many walks of life, and tango inspires and enriches our lives in different ways. That's always an interesting subject to bring up, which is why I'm looking forward to today's conversation. My guest for this episode is a professional visual artist based in Seattle, Washington. She is highly accomplished, having won many awards, and regularly has her work shown in galleries and exhibitions all over the country, and internationally as well. And as you can imagine, discovering Argentine tango opened up many other creative opportunities for her. So how exactly does tango affect a visual artist? Let's find out. And with me now is Willow Bader. Willow, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast. It's great to be talking to you. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah. All right. So, Willow, I know uh, you're a visual artist. I definitely want to get into that as well. But of course, uh, you are also a tango dancer. And later on, I do want to talk a little bit about how those two art forms have been um, kind of intersecting in in your life. But first, with tango, how did you fall in love with this dance? Well, I was recently out of art school in Philadelphia And I had my first studio on my own. And down the hall was a sculptor who had had a few tango lessons. And he said, come on, it's really great. You should come to the lessons. (laughs) So how did that first lesson go? Gulp. It was very difficult for me. (laughs) (laughs) I, I had written myself off already as someone who would never dance let alone dance Argentine tango. Mm -hmm. And thank goodness, for some reason, I didn't go research really what it was. Uh And, (laughs) and that was in my favor. Otherwise, I think I would have just kept running. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, this friend and a couple others made sure I returned to these, they were group lessons, Mm -hmm. and made sure I come to dances, we started going to milongas as soon as possible. Ah. And then I had a good experience, a few mm-hmm. moments where, you know, the whole world just disappeared and it was nothing but moving through space with a partner to beautiful music. And mm-hmm. and then I was hooked. Nice. Nice. So where, where did you start dancing tango? Was that in Seattle? No, I was in Philadelphia. So I danced there for about a year. And mm-hmm. then I realized my first love was the West Coast of the United States. Mm-hmm. And I moved back, but I moved to Seattle and I didn't know anybody. Mm. So the first thing I did is I went out tango dancing mm-hmm. and it worked beautifully. People said, oh, hi, are you new? And I said, yes, I just moved here and I don't know anybody and I'm looking <laughs> for a place to live. Well, by the end of the evening, I had a place to live and a oh, new nice. community of people to orient me to the new city. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that's what I love about tango, that there's whatever you need, there's somebody from some walk of life whose works and, you know, whatever subject that you need help in. So true. It's a wonderful variety of people. Yeah. So when you started getting into tango, did you immediately feel that this was going to have an impact on uh, future subject matter for art projects? It took me a little while. I'd actually been dancing 
maybe a year and a half before it was a, one of my new acquaintances in Seattle. She said, why don't you paint it? And I did. And mm. she bought a piece and a couple other people bought pieces. And I shipped pieces back to the gallery in Philadelphia I was working with. And he sold them. And I went, huh, maybe there's something to this. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's mm -hmm. been, I had to look it up. Now it's been 15 years that I've been painting images of Argentine tango. Wow. Wow. And, and it's influenced all my other artwork as well. Mm. So it's not just this one uh, vein of artwork. Mm -hmm. Most of my artwork, if you look at my, my whole world of artwork, mm -hmm. kind of grew out of my painting Argentine tango. Mm -hmm. When I first started painting the dance, I painted, you know, the, the single couple out on the floor performing you know, mm -hmm. the, the, the visiting teacher or, you know, special dancers who are mm -hmm. coming and they give a little demonstration dance. So I started with that and then I worked out from there, more or less, from the center of the dance floor to include more dancers. You know, I started painting the milonga. I started painting the people sitting along the sides of the floor, watching the floor, waiting to dance. And then I thought, well, what else is happening connected to the dance? And I started painting musicians, who make the music. And then from there, I was like, well, what else, you know, can I move from outwards any further, but still connected to the dance? I'm like, well, we often have food together or wine together before we go dancing. So I started painting dinner parties and people drinking wine and wine glasses on the table on the side of the dance floor. Wow. <laughs> and then from there, it's like, well... There's the food on the table. So I started painting paintings of the table with food and wine. And then it's like, well, what else is on the table? I started painting the flowers that are on the table. But it all it's all connected to Argentine tango. Yeah. Yeah. It's neat how that's it's an interesting that that world of tango, how yeah, that just opens up so many other other possibilities. So um, I know you've been a, art, a visual artist your whole life. Now, once you got into tango and started really doing this deep dive into into Argentine tango. Uh, were there any parallels between learning tango and your early days of, of learning visual art? Well, I guess, um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Both creating visual art and dancing Argentine tango have in common that you're always learning, you're always evolving. You're never there. It's not like I learned the visual art and now I'm set and I'm done. It's like, no, it's a constant process of viewing it from a different angle, thinking of it in a different way. It evolves over time. And it's the same thing with Argentine tango. You know, you feel you're a beginner as well as, you know, a more advanced dancer. I mean, it's all, it's, it's, it's everything all at once and you're mm -hmm. never done. Yeah. And from there, I kind of want to segue into one of the specific mediums you like to work with, which I think people will find very interesting, um, encaustic, uh, which is really cool to work with and challenging. And I guess in, in many ways may kind of have some parallels with tango. So um, just for those out there who don't know what encaustic is, do you think you could maybe just give us a, an explanation of that medium? Sure. In its simplest explanation, I am painting with hot pigmented wax with resin in it. 
So that means the paint dries in about three seconds. It's a very fast process. And uh, it's also fascinating because the ancient Greeks painted with it. So it's mm -hmm. very old. But yes, it's wax, resin, and pigment to give it color. And I apply it with a brush, and I scrape with a tool, and I also use a propane torch. That's awesome. So what, uh, what surface do you apply it to? I paint on wood panel, and I also will paint on paper or uh, museum board, just kind of mm. a stiffer, uh, like, matte board surface. Okay. Nice. Now, now, what was your very first... A tango theme piece that you created using encaustic it was i i always work better working on more than one piece at once so it was a yeah. series and they were very small because i was wasn't sure where where these paintings were going to go so they were maybe mm -hmm. like eight by tens on panel mm. and they were these single couples out on the floor with suggestion of all the people gather around the sides of the floor watching them and they were very much in sepia colors because that's all I could figure out how to paint with at the time with this medium and this new subject matter of Argentine tango. So they're very um, kind of bold and simple. Mm. And they are all now sold and gone. I don't have any of them. Uh, Maybe I should have saved one for myself. Nice. Yeah, that's just, that's great. You know, almost like on your first try. And then, yeah, someone wanted it. That's, that's pretty great. It was encouragement. Yes. Yeah. So I take it you have other tango related pieces that, that are in the works or at least you're thinking of? I'm always thinking about what I want to paint next. Mm -hmm. I take a lot of photos and sometimes I borrow photos from other people as well. And mm -hmm. I, I have a little bit of a backlog mm -hmm. of ideas of what I want to paint next. And it's good because I actually have a show scheduled this spring with Cole Gallery. Mm -hmm. And they have specifically asked if I would give them more dance artwork for it. Oh, nice. So I will be mm -hmm. focusing on Argentine tango for that mm -hmm. show. <laughs> now, was tango, was that a big departure from a lot of the subjects you had painted before? Not really. Well, in art school, it was very traditional. So I had figure drawing and figure sculpture and figure painting in so many of my classes. So I'd spent all this time with the figure and the figure is, the human figure is so beautiful and so yeah. interesting and always a surprise. And so it fit very well to paint Argentine tango. At the time I started the tango paintings I was not painting much figure so it kind of uh, it it satisfied that wish to continue working with the figure mm -hmm. and it also satisfied my own craving that developed somewhere during art school and that was I love movement I love to paint movement things moving and the and I just like to make things move. I started getting comments from instructors of, okay, that's really interesting how you're, I see this movement, but can you make this object sit still? And I'm like, <laughs> why would I want to do that? <laughs> yeah, I think in the few art classes that I've taken, if, if something looks like it's too still, there's something wrong with it, it seems. So, yeah. It's all um, <laughs> personal preferences yeah. and itches that you start following strings mm -hmm. you pull on and you see where you end up yeah 
Now, has making tango-themed art pieces, having made so many of them, has that affected your uh, your dancing, or has that had had an, any kind of effect on your dancing? Um, that's a good question. I don't I don't know that the influence has gone in that direction. Mm-hmm. When I'm at a dance, I view the dance differently. Mm. I'm I'm always looking for ideas. So you know, for instance, we have this tradition this habit mm-hmm. you know when we arrive at the milonga we change our shoes so mm-hmm. you know i'm looking around myself at all the women changing their shoes you know and then you know that becomes a new subject for paintings different clothing that people wear lends itself more or less different dance venues mm-hmm. you know it's wonderful when we can dance somewhere beautiful that has good lighting you know then mm-hmm. I put that in a painting. I love mixing musicians with dancers. So anytime that we have live music, it's a good opportunity for me to take photos, which will later become paintings. Nice. Yeah, just maybe in, in the other direction, you know, the, the, the nice thing about dancing, you know, as we're learning tango, and I mean, it's a constant learning process, as you know, every, every once in a while, whether it's in a malanga or in a class or in a practica, there are these little moments where sometimes these little epiphanies or little light bulbs of understanding go off and like, oh, this sort of technique that the teacher talked about six months ago, now suddenly it makes sense uh, in this moment. Um, over the course of dancing has um, perhaps something about the act of dancing, has there been a moment when something about your art technique or art style has something kind of clicked while dancing? Well, I can say that I've had moments when dancing or painting that it's like, oh, this has that feeling that I want. Like, okay, so I'm trying, I'm painting this image, but okay, what does it feel to dance Mm -hmm. that step? Or look at the way her foot's reaching back and, okay, yes, I know what that feels like. Or what does it feel like to be at that milonga, that Mm -hmm. group of people, and when the whole floor is dancing together? Mm -hmm. I definitely have moments like that. Nice. What's it? uh, Yeah, another thing I want to talk about when it comes to to art also with with tango is sometimes we get into this this flow state, which is really wonderful for whether we're dancing um, or whether we're creating art. So what's, can you describe what it's like when you're in a flow state creating uh, an art piece? I think it's very much like Mm -hmm. when one's dancing. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, you know, you are in the moment, you are present, Mm -hmm. your mind is not uh, darting around to, oh, don't forget to call that person back or, or uh, make sure you put that on your to-do list or mm-hmm. gosh, what do I look like um, <laughs> in this dress? Or, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, no, it's, it's all about being in the moment and present and forget everything else, but mm-hmm. where you are, what you're doing. Yeah. Or during the, um, the pandemic, I, you know, I was locked down. I couldn't teach my classes. So I started drawing tango just on my iPad. And then I really got into that. And uh, what I really learned from that was just kind of enjoying the process instead of forcing an outcome of how I wanted a particular piece to work. And again, that kind of got me thinking about 
you know, tango as well. It's like, it's just enjoy that process. You don't have to worry about the, you know, kind of forcing this final uh, look or a final result. Cause I, you know, usually when I tried to do that, the piece or my dancing would just never look quite right. But when you just kind of let go, get into that process, into that moment, like you said, uh, things tend to go uh, much, much better. That's so true. And I think when you said outcome, that's connected to people seeing your artwork. If same thing for myself, mm -hmm. if I think about, will the gallery want this artwork? Will this collector want to buy it? Mm -hmm. You know, that doesn't do any favors for the artwork. And I, I, for me, it's the same thing with dancing. If I'm thinking about what are those people seeing or thinking when they watch me dance by like, no, <laughs> that doesn't help. <laughs> no. And I dance with my eyes closed. And one of the benefits of that is then I don't have to see who's maybe watching me dance by and think about, you know, mm -hmm. what are they thinking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just kind of going uh, back to tango. So what are some, I guess, what are some bad tango habits you used to have? And how did you get over that? I guess one of them <laughs> might be that worrying about uh, how is this looking with the end result? But uh, yeah, what are some what are some other ones that you've overcome? Well, I've had a hard time relaxing. I mean, I thought I would never dance anything. So you can imagine <laughs> the <laughs> challenge. Mm -hmm. So relaxing in the dance, but of course being alert and, you know, that, that's been a challenge. And that also, mm -hmm. you know, you need to be relaxed when you're making art. If you're uptight, it doesn't help. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. What's something new about tango, any, about any aspect of tango that you've learned, you know, recently or over the last few, few months? Well, I've been able to relax a little bit further and I'm paying much more attention to uh, disassociation between upper body and lower body. And I'm enjoying mm -hmm. that I can relax enough that I can turn my hips more to reach with my leg rather than just reach with my leg, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is much better, much more mm -hmm. comfortable. And I'm sure it looks better too. So that's been nice mm -hmm. to make some progress on that. Has the, has that improved in tango? Has that carried over into your artwork in, in any way? No, it's uh, more unrelated. I mean, okay. I enjoy that look when, you know, if I am painting somebody and mm -hmm. when, she can let her hips turn. It's uh, it's very appealing to paint. So I mm -hmm. guess in that way, yeah, now I know more what it actually feels like, <laughs> which which that's very much what I'm painting when mm. I when I paint Argentine tango or my other subjects. I'm painting a feeling. I think very mm. much. Not that I set out to do that that, but it has evolved into that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one thing related to movement. One thing I really enjoy uh drawing our um folds in people's clothes or like the little wrinkles that uh, on a guy's suit or on a, on a woman's dress i thought that would be the one part that i would hate but i actually really uh for some reason i just love <laughs> i love those details oh that's that's a whole mm. uh world in itself and mm. so it, i think you could spend years studying it um you know taking a piece of fabric and, you know, how does it fold and different fabric folds and drapes and moves differently. <laughs> you could keep yourself very busy with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, I think what kind of movement is this person doing? If I'm working from a still photograph flat, like why is the 
that particular part of the dress moving or, or you know, it's a lot of the tango trousers that the men wear. They're very baggy. And I have to know what the, what the knee looks like, how it's bending, but how do I create that while drawing this baggy pants? You know, I, I know as a dancer how that's working, but will the viewer know? So it's, yeah, like you said, it's, it's, a, it's a can of worms. <laughs> it's a complex subject, let's say. Yeah. <laughs> you have the human body and then this fabric, and then this movement. <laughs> the good thing is you're a dancer, so you understand the dance. I think there's mm -hmm. a lot of artwork out there of Argentine tango that I take one look at it, and I know that that artist has never danced Argentine tango, and they really don't know what it is. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, so what, um, what future works are you, uh, are you planning at the moment, whether tango-related or not, in terms of your artwork? Well, I have commissions I'm working on right now, one of which mm -hmm. is a commission for a tango dancer. I'll be making a painting for him where he will be present dancing at a milonga mm. in mixed in with other dancers. He doesn't want to just be the, the one focus. Mm -hmm. He wants to be a part of the group. Ah, okay. And then after that, I'm really focused on this show for this spring. Okay. And I want to try some new colors that I haven't used before. And I don't know. We'll we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Now, are you? Do you always work from references, or can you just imagine a pose or imagine some element of the dance and just get that on the surface? I'm not able to pull it all out of my head. the mm -hmm. The world is, to me, as I see it, is far more complicated and fascinating and unpredictable. Mm -hmm. And anything that I might create out of my head will not be as interesting mm -hmm. as it would be if I have a real life reference, whether it's photos or models in the studio or the still life in front of me. I need, I need something so I can see what I'm aiming for. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. I cannot pull it out of my head either. One time I tried and it was hilarious. I like the, I drew this, like, like a gancho, like a basic gancho. And, and like I, the woman's part looked okay, but the guy, it was so funny after where I looked at it, I thought, Oh, that's that, that guy would have a fractured spine. So I said, okay, maybe, maybe this is a, yes, I, my, I, my I would pile. say, <laughs> I would say, uh, take advantage of mm -hmm. reference photos and yes. dancing friends, and mm -hmm. <laughs> it's all uh, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. So uh, during the pandemic, uh, how did that affect your artwork? Well, I didn't do any artwork for quite a while. Mm. I didn't dance. I didn't paint any dance artwork. I found it just too too depressing. Mm. I. We didn't even listen to Argentine tango music for a long time. And yet, my partner and I, we could have danced in a house. But for us, what we love about dancing is the whole environment of going out dancing, entering the milonga and greeting everybody and looking to see who the DJ is and who are you going to sit with that evening and what are they mm -hmm. wearing and okay, what's this piece of music and who do I want to dance with and changing mm -hmm. partners. So we didn't dance at home. We didn't talk about it. We both just agreed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then for a similar reason, I, uh, I also, I didn't want to do any paintings of Argentine tango. It was just too depressing. <laughs> yeah. But I'm ready now. Yep. Good. 
Good. Yeah, it was a really, it was a really tough time. I mean, um, yeah, I hear a lot of the anecdotes from students, other community members, and it was just, yeah, it's really, it was really sad. But yeah, like I said, we're getting back into it now and it's, uh, yeah, it's really nice. So Willow, where do we find out more about you online? Lots of places. I have a website, willowbader.com. I have a lot of artworks there. I have a whole section on the website that are dance paintings. I also have an Etsy page. And on there, I have smaller dance artworks as well as others. Mm -hmm. And I also recently came out with a print. It's a limited edition. Two Hearts is the name of the print. All right. And so that's also available on Etsy. And then you can find me on social media. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest. Okay. Great. And and if and if you're ever in Seattle, anybody mm-hmm. who's interested, I'm always available for open studio. Come and see what I'm working on. Mm-hmm. Come look at artworks. Absolutely. Great. Great. Yeah, so also a schedule of upcoming shows, exhibitions as well at your website. Yes, and you that's also, all on there. Yeah, and you also give art lessons. For those who want to learn about encaustic and try it, absolutely. That is great. That is such a neat medium. Yeah, when I started reading about it, I thought that's challenging, but it sounds like a lot of fun as well. So Challenging and rewarding, just mm-hmm. like Argentine tango. Yeah. <laughs> Except in tango, you don't get to use a blowtorch usually. No, but I don't get to use high heels in my paintings either. <laughs> uh, okay, so <laughs> there's there's good point. Good point. Great. Yeah. Well, Willow, again, um, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to you. Yeah, and I've always interested in, in talking to tango dancers and also visual artists and how those two artworks intersect i've spoken to several other artists it's it's just always been a really fun conversation with everyone and yeah i'm trying to grow as an artist myself with uh with tango and it's been it's been really fun to have a tango in my life to be that focal point in the, in the art making because it kind of gives you a lens to understand a lot of other aspects in life and creativity okay well willow thank you again so much and um yeah definitely keep in touch and um check out her website and Best of luck to you. Thank you. Same to you. Thank you for having me. And thanks to all you listeners for tuning in. If you're enjoying the podcast, please take a second to leave a five-star rating or review on iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever podcast platform you're using. That really helps out. Thanks for your support. All right. You've been listening to Joe's Tango Podcast. I'm Joe Yang, and I'll talk to you again soon.